Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Garrett Graff was last here when he published a book called The Only Plane in the Sky. That was a bestseller. He has a brand new book, which I think will become the definitive story on Watergate. It is titled Watergate, A New History. He's not only a best-selling author, but he's also a CNN contributor. Garrett, congratulations on the book, which I'm most of the way through and thoroughly enjoying. It, of course, is right in my wheelhouse. Thanks so much for having me. I won't tell you how it ends. I won't tell you what happens to Richard Nixon <laughs> in the end. All right. I have to test your, uh, your, your bona fides, your bona fides, your knowledge right at the outset on this subject. So tell me who said these words. Watergate does not bother me. Does your conscience bother you? Uh, I know the song and can't come up with it off the top of my head. <laughs> All right, but you do but know it's a song. Is... Yes. It is the yeah. great Ronnie Van Zant 
Leonard Skinnerd, Sweet Home Alabama. I, I never knew what exactly he meant by that. I guess he meant by that. Does your conscience bother you that Nixon is no longer the president? Yeah, I also think, you know, this was a huge moment in the way that America thinks about its government. I mean, this, you know, we we think of Watergate, and this is what a big part of this book is about, is, you know, we think of it as like the burglary at the DNC in June 17th, 1972. But really, Watergate was a mindset, and it was a moment in our history intricately linked to the Pentagon Papers and the Vietnam War that saw America really reckon with the trust in the presidency, the trust in American institutions, and really the way that we think of our government and our president has never been the same. Yeah, I I get your point that it, it was much more than just what happened on that particular summer night. I'm ahead of myself already. I learned things from reading author acknowledgments. Tell me, what is the Poppy Cafe? And if we were there together, what are we ordering? Uh, the Poppy Cafe, uh, so I live in Burlington, Vermont, and it is a uh, sandwich place just a couple of blocks from my house uh, that does all of these fantastic uh, little sandwiches on focaccia bread. Um, and uh, they, they do, uh, they, they name a lot of their sandwiches after NPR hosts. So maybe the next time I'm in, I'll talk to him about making a smash conish. I don't think so. I, you know, I did have a, I did have a sandwich named for me at a local deli um, at, um, uh, was it Murray's or Jaime's? Murray's. Jaime's. Jaime's. Uh, and it was a, a, a schmucker because he referred to me as a schmuck because I said, I don't want so much corned beef on a corned beef special. I'll pay for it. I don't want to waste it. Take off the corned beef. Garrett. What made you think there was anything new to be said about Watergate? I mean, isn't this intimidating that there's a subject on which many, many books, well-known books have been written, and you think there's something new? And your approach was not to do any fresh interviews? Yeah, so this is um, this is a story that has been sliced and diced in a thousand ways over many, many decades at this point, as you know. Um, But what I found as I started going into it is that it had been more than a quarter century since the last time someone actually tried to tell the full story of Watergate, the, the, the complete start to finish soup to nuts narrative history of Watergate. And in those 25 years, we've learned a tremendous amount of new information that really changes the way that we think of the story. This is the first time anyone sat down to write the history of Watergate knowing the identity of Deep Throat. This is the first time uh, anyone has had full access to the Nixon tapes, to the full access of the FBI files and the declassified CIA documents that have come out in the last 25 years. And, uh, And actually even also the first time anyone's had access to the impeachment roadmap that was released um, by uh, um, by the courts amid Trump's impeachment uh, that was the original document that the Watergate Special Prosecution Force put together for the House Impeachment Committee in the spring of 1974. June 12, 1971, you set up the, the, the wedding of uh, Trisha Cox, Nixon, and Edward Cox, and present this as pretty much the last, I don't know if you'd say happy, happy is not a word that I associate with Nixon, but but the, sort of the last day of normality 
in the Nixon White House, because the following day, with the publication of the Pentagon Papers, everything changes. You also point out that the Pentagon Papers, that massive treasure trove and what was published in the Times and the Washington Post, there's no mention of Nixon. So why was the Pentagon Papers so reacted to by the Nixon administration? Yeah, this is a great question. And this is part of why, you know, the memory, the history that we tell of Watergate is actually incorrect so many years later from what actually happened. Because one of the things that we've learned actually only in this last decade is the way that the Pentagon Papers were wrapped into this event known as the Chenault Affair from the 68 campaign, which is, you know, so when we when we talk about Watergate, again, we sort of shorthand it as just this burglary, but it was really this arching umbrella of more than a dozen interrelated scandals that span 1968 to 1974. Um, many of them with some of the same players, but all sorts of campaign finance violations, abuses of power, presidential malfeasance. And then you have in 68, the original sin, the Chenault affair. This event in the fall uh, campaign as Nixon is running for president against Vice President Hubert Humphrey, one of the only times we have ever seen credible allegations of treason by a American political figure. Richard Nixon using this cutout, um, a, a woman who happens to coincidentally live in the Watergate building herself, Anna Chenault, right. with close ties to China and the, um, and the South Vietnamese government, he gets her to intercede with the South Vietnamese government to delay and stall the Paris peace talks and keep the Vietnam War going. Richard Nixon, in the fall of 68, keeps American men, uh, servicemen dying in the jungles of Vietnam for his own personal political benefit. And then what he becomes afraid of in the leak of the Pentagon Papers in 1971 is that this black mark is going to be revealed as part of the Pentagon Papers leaks. And this, this fear that this sort of original sin is going to be exposed uh, amid his presidency, that he intervened with the South Vietnamese government to keep the Vietnam War going, uh, becomes the thing that sort of drives him, you know, almost literally mad and leads to the creation of the plumbers, the arrival of G. Gordon Liddy, Howard Hunt, and all of the bad things that are going to unfold over the next couple of years amid their dirty tricks campaigns. G. Gordon Liddy is an interesting character, and of course you write about him extensively. I, As a college student, I had dinner with Liddy because he was brought to my university as part of a speaker series and nobody else was willing to entertain him for dinner. And I remember that dinner well, and I remember him telling me, among other things, that there was another United States senator in the car with Ted Kennedy at Chappaquiddick. Such was my dinner with G. Gordon Liddy. The screw-up on June 17, 1972, the apprehension at the Watergate, had to do with the way I always thought the doors were taped. You talk about the taping in the garage. How were they uncovered, I guess is what I want to ask you. Yeah, and and the truth is, it's not entirely clear. Um, and, and that's in part because... 
Um, you know, again, part of what we misunderstand and misremember about that is this was actually the second burglary at the Watergate um, that uh, they had been in. The same burglars had been in a couple of weeks earlier and had sort of bungled their attempt to bug and wiretap the DNC offices. So they were coming back on the night of June 17th to try to fix those problems and then their plan was to actually break into George McGovern's headquarters, the fo- or, um, yeah, George McGovern's headquarters the following night. And, uh, and so, you know, one of the weird things is if they hadn't been caught at the Watergate, maybe they would have been caught at the McGovern headquarters the following night. But that night, part of what is still a mystery is what they were doing inside and were they sabotaged by the CIA? Um, And this becomes one of the sort of weird things that hangs over the Watergate scandal for, you know, really the last 50 years is uh, that night, Howard Hunt, a retired CIA officer, one of the burglars, one of the Cuban emigres recruited by Lydian Hunt, was actually an active CIA agent on the payroll of the CIA that night for $100 a month reporting constantly to his handlers about what Liddy and Hunt were up to in their dirty tricks. And there's been this long-standing question of whether um, the CIA actually found out about the burglary and purposely sabotaged it uh, and or summoned the D.C. police to the, the scene that night. And Nixon's ultimate sin in this, because there's no evidence of him having any knowledge of the Watergate break-in in advance, but later it was Nixon trying, simplistic terms here, to get the CIA to lean on the FBI to back off the investigation. That was what he did wrong, and that was the cover-up that then ensued. Is that a, a fair summary? Exactly. The, the, sort of One way to think of Watergate is that it's too separate criminal conspiracies. One, there's all of the dirty tricks and malfeasance that leads up to the actions on the night of June 17th, 1972. Um, And then there's the cover-up. And one of the maxims, you know, as you you know from covering politics for so long, one of the maxims that Washington has taken away from Watergate is this idea, the cover-up is always worse than the crime. Um, and that this idea that it was the cover-up that sank Richard Nixon rather than the crimes leading up to it. But one of the things that really becomes clear when you look back over 50 years and everything that we've learned since, actually the crimes were quite terrible. That the, They were wide-ranging. They were numerous. Um, you know, you had illegal campaign finance uh, unfolding. And that actually uh, 69 total people were indicted as part of the Watergate scandal uh, and the, the cover-up and the crimes that grew out of it, including, most surprisingly to me, New York Yankees owner George Steinbrenner. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive. Then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish, netsuite.com slash Smirconish. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. Garrett Graff's new book is called Watergate, A New History. Garrett, did you come to an opinion? Do you have an opinion as to whether they were there looking at information possessed by the Democrats on 
Nixon or whether they just wanted to surveil whatever might come to the Democrats' knowledge. I'm not explaining that well, but there are two different reasons why they could have been there, or both. Yeah, I I think that the most likely scenario where I settle is that there were multiple motives playing out on that burglary team all at once. Um, and that there were potentially as many as two or three different schemes that different members of the burglary team were trying to pull off without telling everyone else involved. That it, that it, it's, uh, it, yes, it was a super bungled burglary, but the motives were probably mixed. Um, and possibly Howard Hunt and James McCord were trying to do something without the knowledge of Liddy himself. Who gave the order? to actually bug the Democratic National Committee within the Watergate. Well, and this is one of the great mysteries still, you know, 50 years later, that no one has ever been charged or criminally prosecuted for giving the order. Um, The generally accepted version is that Jeb Magruder, the deputy campaign uh, director for Nixon, Uh, gave the order. Now, who gave Jeb Magruder the order is actually still a very much open question. Um, For decades, we have believed it was John Mitchell, the attorney general and Nixon campaign director, but there's a lot of reason to doubt that he actually ever gave that order himself. Having immersed yourself in this subject matter, is that the one question that you most want to know, or is there something else? Well, I think to me, the thing that I would most like to know after all of these years, the one truly unknowable mystery at this point, is what was on the 18 and a half minute gap that was erased um, by uh, Nixon Secretary Rosemary Woods, probably uh, probably done by Rosemary Woods, um, that becomes known as sort of the smoking pistol tape. Um, you know, this 18 and a half minutes uh, of a conversation between Richard Nixon and Chief of Staff H.R. Halderman um, just hours after the Watergate burglary, 18 and a half minutes uh, totally erased um, at, that had something to do with them discussing uh, sort of who was responsible and what had actually taken place that night. And of course, the big footnote, which I'm reminded of from reading your book, is this: the, the, the burglary for which they were caught, June 17, 72, leads into the general election of Nixon v. McGovern. And correct me if I'm wrong, McGovern carries only Massachusetts and the District of Columbia. Not in my lifetime will we see a landslide presidential race like that again. So, like, the burglary was known to the country. Obviously, Nixon's involvement in the cover-up was not known as people voted. But it's just interesting to recognize that this effort was completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. And one of the more amazing aspects of this, because, you know, part of the challenge of looking back at history, as you know, is that we sort of believe things to be inevitable. You know, that, of course, you know, Nixon was going to be forced from office. When you go back and you look, and as I recreated the story, the cover-up almost succeeded. I mean, there are four or five points between the spring, you know, the spring arrests in June 72 and the and March of 1973, where it looks like Nixon might have actually gotten away with the whole Watergate scandal. Um, and, you know, this this man may have been uh, 
able to do have this landslide victory in the fall of 72, largest landslide in American presidential history, and, and might have coasted right through his entire second term. Well, and if he had burned the tapes, arguably that would have been the case. Absolutely. And that becomes one of the things that really stands out is how badly Richard Nixon miscalculates in the battle over those White House tapes over the course of 1973. And and you, Garrett, I don't want to give it all away. I want people to buy the book. They'll enjoy the book. But you speculate that it was the CIA that wanted that taping system reinstituted in the Oval Office, right? Well, so this is one of the, you know, again, part of what is so weird about the story is just how much of it remains a little bit mysterious, even all of these years later. Nixon certainly uh, installed the, wanted the the system himself. Um, It was installed at his request. Um, But there's this role that is played by Alex Butterfield, who is the aide who actually installs the, the tapes where Rosemary Woods and H.R. Haldeman sort of come to believe that Butterfield was perhaps working with the CIA uh, during his time working in the Oval Office with the, uh, with the president, um, and that perhaps Butterfield helped the, uh, the CIA understand the Nixon taping system uh, to his own detriment. Hey, on the front jacket, is that just a cool image of a recorder or is that the style and type of recorder that was used in the Oval Office? It is not just uh, any recorder. It is the recorder. That's the Ah, actual machine. The actual machine that recorded the words of Richard Nixon and all of the merry men who passed through the Oval Office, the residents and his uh, offices in the old executive office building. Garrett, well done. I wish you all good things with the book, and thank you for dropping by to talk about it. It is always a pleasure. Garrett Graff's book is called Watergate, A New History. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.